Welcome to Geek Girl Soup. I'm Susan. And I'm Eric. And we are talking about The Walking Dead <laughs> again. <laughs> and <What>? superstition. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why do you always say Walking Dead again? Like a, ne- like a negative thing. Don't like, you think uh, it's starting to get positive again? Um, maybe for like five minutes, but no. Um, Uh-oh. Because, <laughs> yeah, I I really I hated this this half season except for like one and a half episodes. What? So, I thought uh, they were on an upswing. You know, it's like the the actions building and the tensions building. I mean, don't you feel every week that you've been watching it that a main character could go down, be killed, be lost to the apocalypse? Yeah, but I haven't cared. <laughs> except, for, except for this last one where it wasn't a main character it was jerry you know if jerry dies i riot so <laughs> okay so i'm not rioting so jerry jerry died right just to confirm no jerry didn't die oh jerry didn't die who was the guy that's i don't want to start with the last episode but just real quick the guy in the backseat who got shot in the head we've seen him in other episodes haven't we yeah yeah I, I don't but, remember his name. Yeah, but th- what about uh, his character, like what he did? Because <clears throat> once again, being an editor, I think I've worked with this actor in another show. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I've seen this guy before. Yeah. Where have I seen him on? I know he's been on the show because they gave him one line. <laughs> yeah. You know, but what what did he do? What did he do in a past episode is the question my memory cannot remember. Yeah, and I don't remember that that character's name. I know they did say it, but mm-hmm. but for uh, but Maggie, Maggie sure felt his death. I thought she handled well, that yeah. extremely well. Yeah, for for this um, half season, we'll we'll go back to um, yes. Let's start uh, from episode four or five. Five. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The big scary you. That one, uh, after confessing their sins to each other, Gabriel and Negan managed to escape from the trailer. Simon and the other lieutenants grow suspicious of each other. This was the uh, their board meeting. Mm-hmm. And knowing that Rick's forces must have inside information. The workers in the sanctuary become increasingly frustrated with their living conditions. A riot ensues until Negan returns and restores order. Gabriel is locked in a cell where Eugene discovers him sick and suffering. Was going to die. Meanwhile, uh, Rick and Daryl how to take out the saviors, leading Daryl to abandon Rick. That's right. Daryl's on his own mission. <clears throat> yeah. You know the one and thing that that's uh, go ahead. That it, it didn't really. Um, well, Daryl's mission didn't really too much i guess well maybe give the saviors a chance to escape (laughs) yes but we'll get to that in that episode i think what this episode did is it started of course negan at least this half season has continued it just continued to be a little more interesting as opposed to a one-trick pony he seems a little more complex uh to me um because you do see the saviors 
people that they're protect like you start you're starting to see their their way of working and there is some structure to that do we agree or would want to live under those conditions i don't know but mm-hmm. it it he didn't abandon his people yeah you know what i mean yeah and you would think the saviors would but he's like nope we're all getting out of this shit together well, Right. And I found and, that well, interesting. Well, you remember that one, um, the the woman, the the savior there at the board meeting. She was willing to just send the workers out there and sacrifice them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and um, I think Negan was it Negan or one of the others? No, those there are resources. We need our people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So there is a structure to the savior's camp. Uh, it's a little more complex than than we probably had guessed. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> maybe you can kind of see why those people. I'm just. I, I. This season, I started seeing why the saviors follow Negan, and why that structure works for them. I guess you know a little better. So they've done a good job in the writers' room on that. Um, of course. Um, <laughs> them one point. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I think I'm going to be a lot nicer to them than you are. <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh, I guess, um, you know, um, I guess the mullet and his decision-making, because now I'm getting so mad at him, I can only call him the mullet. <laughs> uh, Eugene. mullet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's become this amazing self-preserving villain this this uh-huh. half season you know what i mean and i think he's really eroding he's like darth vader you know there's good in him he's gonna <laughs> do right at some point but then at the same time maybe not you know <laughs> he's, he's on the dark side because they have cookies yeah or so, wine <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly but it's good to watch his soul be tormented by the decisions of self-preservation. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad it is tormenting him. I'm. I'm glad he's not just like, well, I'm over here now, and this is what I do. Yeah, it is. You know, it is bothering him. I would say for this season, in terms of character development and and actors who got their chance to shine, his Eugene is is definitely one of those characters that really has grown and this is his half season. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This really is the season about him and some of the other characters, including the characters we love have kind of been pushed to the side, you know, to develop these other, these other characters. And I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, or if it makes, maybe that's why we're losing a little interest in the show. Yeah. It's great for, yeah. It's great to watch Eugene grow, but then when you push some of your main characters to the side and give them one focus or one simple storyline, and we'll get to that in the next couple of episodes, then then it's like, is that why you're not as interested? Because your lead characters that you're so developed with and interested in have kind of just disappeared in a way. Like Rick, yeah, and I know you that, know. I know that you sometimes say that there are too many characters, and mm-hmm. that's you know part of the part of their 
problem. Um, and so, you know, and, and that's what they have to do is like focus on this person today and that person next week and all that. But, um, they, they tried to keep them in there with all those weird, you know, close-ups and shots and that were just, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of gone a little. And they did, they kind of did that all season. It wasn't they just. They did. They did. In this episode, in yeah. those couple of episodes. Yeah. And, um, and also um, where I think they also had a problem is like doing when they're doing flashbacks or something that clue that it's a flashback or, or, um, or flash forward or flash forward. And mm-hmm. it's just like, okay, uh, did they make a mistake? What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, and, and was it a couple seasons ago where they, they did um, the flash I don't know where there was back or forwards. They did them in black and white. Give you a big clue that this is different. This is not a mistake. Right. <laughs> we're in two different places because these are two different times. So. Right. Yeah. I, I'm editorially the styling, the stylization of faces. It's like a half season of faces and. Yeah. Thank God the actors can really pull those moments off. But what is it? What it? What is it? What is it that they're saying? Yeah. You know, and that would be something I'd always say in the cutting room. Like, what are we? Right. What are we saying here? Especially if people were, I don't know. I I think a little bit of the intercutting and the flashboards and the. You know, because because they'll kind of flash forward as they're giving a speech. Like for instance, Carl, Carl I mean, uh, uh, Rick, in that white beard. If what happens to Carl happens in the season opener, then that future we saw doesn't exist. It would be interesting though to go back and see if we saw Carl in that that little flash forward. Yeah. You know? And you know what? In in that episode, it was it was a little clearer as to when they were um, skipping around in time. Was it clearer only because they look so drastically different, though? Maybe you know, Rick with the longer beard, like the Santa. I call it the Santa beard. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if I was yeah. uh, Michonne, I'd be like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, you shave that thing." Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're they're at Alexandria. They can do that. Uh huh. Um, I'd be like, just get rid of that. You look you yeah. look you look ridiculous unless you're growing it for Santa, for the little mm-hmm. for your daughter. You know, mm-hmm. you know. Let's get rid of that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, well, let me like read off these other episodes here. Mm-hmm. Um, the King, the Widow, and Rick. <laughs> Rick doesn't get a fancy nickname. Um, Rick visits Jadis in hopes of convincing her to turn against Negan. Uh, I know. These are the <laughs> Jadis refuses and locks Rick in a shipping container. Carl Only to keep him away from the plot of the story. <laughs> um, until 
that uh, until needed again. Perfect time. <laughs> yes. Carly encounters Sadiq in the woods and recruits him to Alexandria. Daryl and Tara plot to deviate from Rick's plans by destroying the sanctuary with Michonne and Rosita. Relates himself at the kingdom where Carol tries to encourage him to be the leader his people need. Maggie has the group of captured saviors placed in a holding area and forces Gregory to join them as punishment for betraying Hilltop. <laughs> I love that. Gregory, man, I just want to put a bullet through his head. Uh-huh. I do not trust him to yeah. like one little teeny itch. Oh, no, no. Did you think that, that she was going to shoot him uh, in the finale when she... Uh, Yes, I was going, go for it, go for it. Yeah. But her motivation and what she ended up doing, which now that was very well executed. You know, that, that whole story, it was a little forced with Jesus wanting to save them. Because it's like, okay, Jesus is saving them. You know, it's like a biblical yeah. thing going on. And you're like, exactly. really? Wait, can you really save these guys? Even when they're in the pen, they're still doing their shit. They're still... You know they're not going to change. They're very mm -hmm. dangerous and stuff. And then somebody said, well, maybe Maggie said, well, we'll keep them as hostages. And then it's like. Yeah, yeah you might need them. Now that. Trade. Yeah, exactly. So then, then it was like, okay, now that's a better motivation. Why didn't Jesus say that earlier? Hey, we can't kill just for kill's sake. Why don't for now we keep them as hostages? I mean, because you can go back to any war prisoners of war and this and that. And so those rules of society still apply. Right. And then to use, to use them appropriately at the end there. And what was great about that moment is she's the strong leader, but yet you see what a toll it takes on her as she walks away from it. And, you know, if, if anything, she is really becoming much more interesting of a character when the show ends, you know, she will definitely be on one of those pedestals of the most amazing, like, arcs of a character that you got during the whole show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. her moral compass and how she, and how she's actually maintained that anger because she lost, you know, she lost Glenn. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't been that long, right? Mm -hmm. so, uh... But even so, even so, how can... You know, like we kind of, that anger would never, how violently he was killed. Mm -hmm. You know, we kind of, as watching the show, because we get away from it and we have our own lives, we forget that anger. And she always reminds us of that violent moment um, and how wrongful that was, you know, yeah. to lose Glenn that way. And so, oh, just amazingly violent. Yeah. Um, so her actions uh are justified but at the same time you see the human toll on her and you know we have to fear just like carol what this will or even rick what this will doing this what it does to them mm -hmm. you know what i mean and yeah. and that's some really good writing there and and some good acting on the actors you know uh you know thing so those are the moments that i really enjoy in the show some of the some of the moments that I've enjoyed were between Carol and Ezekiel. Those two actors have, you know, they have great scenes together. And so, I mean, it's 
due to the the writers and to them they're those two together um you know i i actually watch the show during those scenes <laughs> yeah because you know I've, I'm distracted and then I've, I've taken up a new hobby of so I'm really not always <laughs> screen <laughs> so I'm like okay did I miss that anyway um, <laughs> which loop am I on <laughs> yeah. uh, so, one of the things with them for me is it's, it didn't quite I struggled a little bit between their conversation in the theater because I think I needed something more out of Carol. What that was, mm -hmm. I can't really say because what they were talking about was like, duh, you know what I mean? You are the leader. Regardless if you lost everybody, you need to step up and lead. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was like, okay, that's a given. I, I don't know. Just, there was something that for me I missed with care. Like there was a moment there and I know everybody watching the show will probably disagree with me, but for me, I'm still waiting to get something more out of Carol. I, Cause she is so complex. I need to be let in a little bit more with her. You know what I mean? Cause I've watched her go from a battered woman into this powerhouse of, <laughs> De decision-making and proper, you know, execution of the uh, zombie apocalypse. And it's been amazing to watch, but now I need to know, I, I, I don't, I don't know where she is, you know, like I know she can protect everybody, but we left her in one season. If I protect everybody, I'll lose myself. So therefore I'm going away or not protect everybody. You know what I mean? Right. So now she's like, yeah. yeah, but now she's like kind of back and that has to take some kind of toll on her or she just surviving because now they're all in. No, she joined this army too. She could have stayed mm -hmm. out of it. Um, so yeah. it's just, yeah, it's just a weird thing for me. I just need, need some, I'm looking for that little kernel out of her. I know she's a badass. I enjoy everything she says, but, I need, I just want to get a little closer to her where she's mentally dealing with, with this, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's my thing. Let's and, talk about well, the garbage also, people here. Go, go ahead. Well, also they don't have time to go into all that detail. Yeah, yeah but it could either. be just in a couple of sentences or yeah. uh, something, you know what I mean? Just, it's Showing always. That she's uh, thought about it. Or, yeah. Like, um, just like I said, with the speech to him, it was like, duh, you know what I mean? You know, like, of course he's got to get his ass up, you know, these people need him and yeah, he's, he's got to face them and, and realize that this isn't a game anymore and become, and, and, and great. Once again, that was a great arc uh, for him this season because now he's stepping up. Now I don't know the self-sacrifice. I, I never, <laughs> It's like, can't you lock the gate from the other side? <laughs> yeah, well. You know what I mean? Obviously, you can't because, you know. Well, whatever, I mean, but. if they, they say they, they just came there for him. So he's like, okay, I'll, I'll go, you know, turn myself in and they'll leave these people alone. When has that ever happened? I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
And then I, we got to talk about, I think the weakest thing about this half of the season was uh, in terms of uh, character development or, or plots was the garbage people. I mean, mm-hmm. I wouldn't <laughs> trust them to, you know what I mean? I know. Yeah. It's like, it's just like, it's really, you're going to just go in there and say, you're going to go and kill yourself. And it was so great that Rick took them there and they all ran like little fucking cowards that they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, why? So you just wasted all this energy and time. And it's a weakness in the, in the, it, it it's like, I love the character. I love her complexity and how she plays the role. And I wish something could be done a little more interesting with her, you know, and them. But at the end of the day, they're not going to, they're just going to save their own asses. They don't give a shit about anybody. Yeah. So maybe Eugene needs to be in that group. You know what? He'd be (laughs) a lot happier, wouldn't he? Yeah. That's true. Sculpt him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> a mullet with her, they'd be a mullet with the what do you call that bowl oh cut? God. Oh man, yes. imagine the kids they'd oh have. Oh my god, they're perfect. Uh huh. <laughs> god, that would be yeah. If yeah. Eugene wants to self-preserve himself, that is the place that's yeah. it's a highly fortified compound. It's very well secure, and the people are hippies, really, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know? and, and Jadis would be happy with sculpting uh, his spectacular mullet. Mullet, yes. So if the writers are listening to this, uh, maybe we could see that in the future. (laughs) Some mullet babies. I I have a feeling we'll just have to, you know, write our fan fiction about that one. (laughs) (laughs) She captures him and drags him back. All right. And then we never have to see them again. Yeah. It's just, it just, sir, it just wait. It it felt like filler. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because we never, I, I would never have, if I was Rick, I never would walk into there by myself without a plan of people on the outside, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. You know, it's like, what? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's what, what it, I, I, you know, these are the things you'd like to sit down with the showrunner and go, okay, explain this to me. <laughs> What's the motivation? And maybe it'll pull off in the next second half. Maybe they aren't running, uh, they aren't running away. Maybe they're running to the other side of the building. You know, there's still hope, I guess, you know, that Rick was right. His instincts were right. In the season finale, we did see the garbage people inside Rick. So, you know, I guess it was the right thing. You just needed some bodies. I mean, that's the. Yeah, but, you know, it's just, like I said, let's see how it plays out. I'm always for, let's watch the yeah. second half right? and well, see if it plays off. But motivation-wise, for Rick to go there, unarmed, you know, by himself, tr- to even think about trusting them is like, no. Just like Jesus trusting the saviors. It's like, no. Mm-hmm. You know? It's mm-hmm. like, you know, I, no. <laughs> So you scream at your TV, no. <laughs> it's like, we know how this is going to turn out, but they don't, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. We're ahead of you, no. <laughs> Somebody yeah. shoots me and tries to kill me and defects. If, if she hadn't, see, that's the thing. If she hadn't defected against Rick, 
the chances are this would have all been over anyway. So why would you go back into our camp and say, okay, you fucked up there. Now here's your chance again. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, 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 no. Exactly. Give them another yeah. chance to fuck up again. Now going to them and saying, we are battling the saviors. If you step, if I sense you coming anywhere near this battle, I will wipe you out. Yeah. So just stay in your little compound, sculpt your little things in the nude, and have a good life. <laughs> then that would have been great. And then he cap- they capture <laughs> him. We'll send you and- the mullet boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll send you the mullet boy. You know what I mean? That would have been actually more interesting for Rick to say. Mm-hmm. Just because they were on Negan's side because they said, well, he made a better deal. So that would make more sense for Rick to come in and say, you stay out of this. And da, da, da. And then, then it would have been great. She would have captured him. That would have been great. She would have done her thing. And then he somehow escapes. And you know what I mean? And then we realized that that was wasted time for him because now his plan has totally collapsed and his son, you know, is in danger. You know what I mean? It would have been it would have been and, and a little more interesting, I think. This was the, the episode, you know, when he met up with um, Sadiq in the woods mm-hmm. where um, where he got that bite, you know. Um, so did you really see, bloody. did you? Yes. Yeah, I thought maybe just because of the, you know, he was covered in blood and there were like two of them on top of him at once. How could he off? So I I don't know. But did so, you catch did you catch been, anything you know, that made you think he had been bit at that point? Like I want um, I need to go back and and watch it myself. Just, you know, all the all the blood on him and and But that came from the animal they were chewing on, you know. Oh, that, they were very clever with that cuz he fell into the carcass of that whatever it was, the horse or the deer, you know, and so his whole back was like crushed up and then what did he do he got up and he he hugged or in a scene later it was just gross i'm like ooh, i would be taking off that that jack i got grossed out by that they all freaked out that he almost got it or he did get it uh and then um and then the fact that he was in that carcass it was just like oh (laughs) yeah that was a great scene i mean like i said he got it and so, and we'll, we'll talk, let's keep moving forward. And then when okay. we get to that moment, cause I have some theories and, you uh, know, okay. yeah. Um, the next episode is time for after, uh, after learning of Dwight's association with Rick's group, Eugene affirms his loyalty to Negan and outlines a plan to get rid of the Walker surrounding sanctuary with help from Morgan and Tara Daryl drives a truck through the sanctuary's walls, flooding its interior with walkers who kill many saviors. Finally convinces Jadis and the scavengers to align with him, and they plan to have the saviors surrender. However, when they arrive at the sanctuary, Rick is horrified to see the breached walls and no sign of the walker herd. So we kind of talked about a lot of this already. (laughs) We did. So do you think it's... Because they didn't follow Rick's plan, that that helped release the saviors? I don't think so, though the theory would be, well, if they sat there and starved, 
do you think Mullet would have come up with? Yeah, basically, well, the plan he did was come up with that plan to uh, yeah. you know fly the the iPod over and mm-hmm. lead them away. So yes, and then and then the plan that ended up getting them out of there was just use up all your bullets. I'll give you, I'll make you more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right now the saviors actually don't have ammo. They're low on ammo. Don't you think? Yeah. And, and that's and one that, thing. Yeah. And that makes me think they're going to try that thing that they did in the comics. We'll see. In uh, I guess I don't know what that thing is. So. I say, but. <laughs> um, so. And then. Um, what else? Plan, um, okay, Daryl's plan. Uh, driving and and Morgan, um, I you know I I guess I thought he had gone off into the woods again, but no, he came back and he was one of the snipers now. So, um, him again. But I mean, what happened to all of them? The snipers around uh, the the place. Yeah, I mean, did they? Well, I guess we'll find out in. Uh, the next, you know, when they come back, um, if they all got captured by the saviors or, or what? I'm sure that they'll have okay. some kind of thing as to how the, um, you know, we'll see yeah. the detail because they're just taking their time going through this storyline. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, they do. And and padding it out with close-ups, right? <laughs> there you go. And the um, the mid-season finale here was how it's got to be. Allows the saviors to escape. And separately, the saviors waylay the Alexandria Hilltop and Kingdom forces, promising retribution. The scavengers, or garbage people as we know them, subsequently abandon Rick again. Surprise. Maggie prepares the hilltop for an attack. At the kingdom, Ezekiel ensures that the other kingdom residents get free before willingly locking himself up in the community with the saviors. He locked himself inside. So yes, it did have to be locked from that side. So... And one thing we didn't talk about was Gabriel, Gabriel getting sick from the guts of oh, the that's zombies. Right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Picking that's up the on, first you know. time in eight seasons that that's ever happened, right? Yeah, exactly. So, and <laughs> but Negan, Negan gave the best line, like, "Don't like something in reference to like, don't put it around your mouth or something." I don't know. He said some funny line, you know, like, "Or I'm stronger. I can," you know. So it was some off the cuff line that he said. It was pretty, uh, pretty funny. But it is interesting, though. Normally, yeah, if you have a rotting corpse that's been around for how many years of the apocalypse, and you start spreading it around yourself, there's bound yeah. to be something nasty yeah. in there, correct? Right. So I'm yeah. glad they're acknowledging. And, yeah. Acknowledging. Do you have any any yeah. little cuts or whatever? But yeah, in that, I was um, like, why aren't they putting any? any on their heads especially gabriel because you know he's bald and he's gonna sweat and they're gonna smell it (laughs) so because it's nasty that's why right maybe (laughs) that morning he had some little cuts he wasn't gonna put it on there (laughs) 
There you go. That's true. He should, he, he should be growing that hair in, shouldn't he? A little bit. I mean, not to the, I mean, not to the point of like dreadlocks, like Ezekiel and Michonne, which I think are like irresponsibly long and, you know, cause walkers can grab them. <laughs> Didn't we learn this in, uh, it, it was one of the Z nation lessons, right? Yes. And actually, uh, the little, the little machete, uh, commercial machete. thing yeah. actually, yeah. Um, showed that where mm-hmm. the little girl got it cause her hair was long and right. And then they were cutting the hair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cutting the hair off. So yes, do not have long hair in the zombie apocalypse. Well, the reason I bring that up is um, because it has to do with relation to Carl, but I want to go over anything else in the episode. I mean, it was a good episode. I felt that characters were at risk. Uh, Negan was at his full Negan-esque. The Rick and Negan fight was was really great. (laughs) Negan has to be the uh, super macho. Oh yeah, you know, like he's a tough, he's a tough bird, man. He 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 definitely wields a big stick. <laughs> a big bat, <laughs> you know. Um, but he can he can lay it down too, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Now we learned what his past in this half season. We learned what his past was, right? He was a corrections officer. Is that correct? No. Um... Because he was talking about like kids, juvenile delinquents. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought it was like just a, a coach or something. So yeah, motivational coach for juvenile delinquents or something. Okay. Is yeah, that correct? But you, I, I'm sure that you watched the episode more closely than I did. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was like a little off too. Cause you know, there's so many emotions going through you, you know, it's like you're trying to focus and really pay attention to every detail of it. But the fact is that if he's a corrections officer or a corrections uh, psychologist or something, it, it like, it really helped me focus his, his character, especially when he talks to Carl in this episode, um, yeah. and why he would take a liking to Carl because he's mm-hmm. used to seeing really tough, uh, adolescence. And it, basically he's just, is what he did pre apocalypse has served him well in the apocalypse yeah. and how to and, and human he, behavior. He knows human behavior very well. Exactly. And that's how he's able to control this group, mm-hmm. control them and motivate them and, all of that because he was really good at it. <laughs> mm-hmm. He really is. And then what did you think of Rick touching Lucille? Oh, I guess I missed that too. Oh, you did during the fight. He grabbed it. And then there was an off camera line of don't you touch my Lucille. Oh, okay. okay. And it's like, so the question now would be, does that bat represent somebody from his past? Okay. You know, like a mother that abused him (laughs) and hit him with the bat when he was a kid. (laughs) And now he's getting his revenge. Well, the the answer is in the comics. I don't know if they're going to do the same. uh, Wow. It's so good that I don't read the comics, but I think once this show wraps up, it would be fun to do the alternate universe comic read. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that'll be fun for me to go in there and then yeah. say, what? Just 
they didn't do this on the show. Right. But I call it the alternate universe. Right. Because, you know, in the show, the Car- Carol's character died in the uh, in the prison. Wow. Yeah. Oh, what did she die from? The, 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 the flu or the... It was kind of a, a suicide thing. She she let herself get bitten, you know, and then had to be uh, put down. Put down, yeah, mm-hmm. or given mercy. Given mercy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now we come up to our moment. Oh, let me talk. You know, being out here in Atlanta, uh-huh. working on superstition. Plug, plug. Oh, yeah. uh, I went out and. Uh, went out to Alexandria and the uh, town that we saw in season three with the, uh, with the governor and actually got a close, you know, as close as one can get being a tourist Uh, Mm -hmm. look at Alexandria and how big it was and how fortified and like that would definitely work uh, in a zombie apocalypse with what they did. I wasn't quite sure of it on TV, like the scope of that, it was much more impressive in person than than, the, than they've shown on TV. It's very hard, I guess, for them to really pull back and show the scope of that that uh, compound. You know what I mean? Probably yeah. be probably because they <laughs> yeah, and I think they really try not to do aerials. You know, to oh, be right. up high. Point the location to yeah, them. exactly. Because you know, one aerial and that would have been that would have been great. Like, did you ever? I I never got to see I never got to see a good shot of the church and yet in this episode all of a sudden we see the church blowing up and it's like oh that's what the church looks like yeah and I I I don't know I guess I thought that it was uh another time you know when the when the wall came down uh before in Alexandria See that's but, the confusing thing is that yeah. there were two churches right Okay. So that's very confusing because they didn't build the second one. There were two churches. Now, of course they didn't. being here in Georgia <laughs> and living like okay. like the reality of two churches, I'd be like, there won't be two churches in a block radius. Come on. But being here in Georgia, yeah, there are. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and that's where they're supposed to be right now, right? Or are they in Washington? Where are they exactly oh, at? I kind of lost Washington. Yeah, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Virginia. So they're in Virginia. So is there two churches on one block in Virginia? I don't know. But that, still, that it's still kind of the south. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But they are the definitely the art direction caused a little it always caused a little confusion. And I always mm-hmm. thought the church that Gabriel was in, they didn't quite ever show the exterior of it. So I'd always thought he had made one up. Right. You know, in another building. And then all of a sudden here's this full blown church just sitting there. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. it would have been great to see that shot. Mm-hmm. sometime sooner in the show, you know what I mean? Do right. some exteriors and whatnot. Destroyed. Yes. And then my only criticism of the show or this episode, and it's not really their fault is they're taking on a bigger scope than the time allowed to shoot the scope. So for instance, mm-hmm. the house is blowing up. You know, it's like, so you fire some, what are you firing in the air? And then this things blow up, right? Yeah, because, well, because we thought there were, that they used up the last of the 
ammunition for the rocket launcher and all of that. So yeah, what are they using to do this? And why didn't they have that when they were in their building trying to get rid of the zombies? Because that would have helped them out quite a bit. You know what I mean? So there's a little, there's a little maybe bit of that. It in their, maybe it was like packed in their trucks outside or maybe they had to stop somewhere along the way. But we thought that the, uh, that, that our people got to all those storage facilities mm-hmm. already. So I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is just like the execution of it felt low uh, and this might be just because I work on this stuff all the time mm-hmm. but watching the houses explode there was nobody in them there was nobody walking up or standing outside and throwing a grenade or a fire you know they had already infiltrated the town and Negan said blow shit up so that would have been a great time to see that stuff blown up by just it just blowing up. It looks like they set the camera down and said, one, two, three, go boom. Um, so it just, it didn't feel integrated in the, in the action. It just felt like a, a, you know, like a cutaway. Okay. Let's show a house blowing up, cutaway to boom house blowing up. Yeah. And we know, of course, that's how that's safety and everything, but (laughs) But yeah, they could make it look better. <laughs> Just a little more, like for that production value. I mean, they built two houses because those were extra houses that they built. Because, you know, they, they actually film <laughs> in a real community. So they can't sit there and blow up right. not these people's them. houses that live have been living there putting up with this show <laughs> for so long. So they built these two houses and I actually got to see them burned out. So I knew something went down in Alexandria uh, beforehand. You know, when I went down there, I went, oh, shit, something's gone down here. But is that a spoiler at the time? Mm -hmm. No, because we knew something would go down at some point. You know what I mean? Um, But the fact to finally see it and then just it kind of be anticlimactic in the execution of it. I was a little but I understand it because these shows are so hard to do on the limited time that they have to shoot them. but I just wish there was a little more, a little more action with Negan getting in there. You know what I mean? Like break, you know, there were moments like the truck breaking through and smashing through the cars. Yeah. You know, there's a little, like little bits, you know, but seeing the church blow up from a wide shot with Carl, it just felt like, well, I don't know. They, I don't know. Anyway, we can, we can give them we can give them another point for their practical effects. How about yes, that? yes, <laughs> definitely, definitely. The yes, yeah. You know, on one sense, it's not every day you see all these buildings being blown up on a TV show. And another sense, it's like I just right. wish there was a little more action. I guess, a little, <laughs> you know. So that's all. I, I hate the bag on that. It's maybe like I said, being in this business, maybe it's just something I keyed into, just editorially like oh it would have been you know because i complain on on my own shows when i get Mm -hmm. stuff like that like can Mm -hmm. i have one person running by before it blows (laughs) (laughs) you know just something can i have one by just go you know like take a whatever he's shooting with and just aim it at the house and then blow up what what we're supposed to um well i what we're supposed to assume i guess is that the um residents of alexandria they all got to safety before 
all the bombing started. And so. Yeah, they're all in the tunnels or in the tunnels. They're not tunnels. They're all in the sewers. Yeah. yeah. Which I guess was inspired by the, uh, the, the Brits being bombed in World War II and them going down into the subways. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it makes sense. You know, it's kind of cool that they're all hiding down there, which still puts them at risk because oh, they can be discovered at any time, which is, right. but also they're still there to pop up and create a little havoc too, which is great. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Mm-hmm. So Carl, Carl, Carl. Yep. Yeah. There's no, uh, no recovering from that. <laughs> well, is there? Bite in the torso. Well, okay. No, this this show does not have a vaccine or <laughs> Well, let's anything. let me present a theory for you because I love Carl so much that I would hate to see him go this way. So, if Carl's bit and he's bit it, it with the shirt and a jacket, whatever he was wearing, don't you think the saliva like you're still able to bite with the clothing and still make a wound? Mm-hmm. But in terms of the saliva getting in that wound, if the zombie didn't bite through the cloth, well, would he, he be protected? Skin is broken. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. You can bite and still break skin through the cloth. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. your shirt molds to it. Like if somebody, you know, so I'm thinking that it didn't break through the shirt, that the shirt molded around the teeth and then he bit him. Okay, and then so therefore um, the saliva it soaked uh, through the shirt and got in the wound. Oh, you're saying it soaked through the shirt and got in the wound? Yeah, that's what I'll say. <laughs> I mean, if, that's true too. I mean, that's a good thing. But uh, my this is my and hope. Then, Let me just say my hope. No, no, there's uh-huh. more. And uh-huh. then you know all the the blood and stuff from them um, from the uh, walkers being killed there on top of him that soaked through the shirt also and got into the wound because i don't remember i gotta he go didn't clean it right there well i gotta you go know? back and watch it because i remember all the blood being on his back because he fell into that yeah, animal it's on the front yeah yeah see i gotta go look I, i'm just to- i don't want carl to die no and then the other thing you know if you've read all the articles and interviews and all of that. Yeah, he is leaving the show. So yeah, he is gonna die. He's dead. <laughs> no, they're just Carl. gonna have you know, no. and, and we know what the next episode's gonna be a long drawn out death scene. Oh, I'm still holding oh. out hope. They're faking oh. us out. He's just gonna no. be lying in a bed yeah. for a half season. <laughs> I can't drag it out for that long. No, meaning well the interesting thing is like how much time has gone by? Has it been a day? Has it been two days? Uh, maybe. Well, I think at one point they said it's been a week or they so my, the saviors were trapped in there. So. Right. But then when, when did Carl get bit within that week? Like, it seems to me he's, he's dying awfully slowly. Oh, well that, yeah. That has to be like a day or something. Because don't you turn fairly quickly or... Am I just getting my I Z Nation stuff screwed up? Because it's been a while since somebody's no, been bit. I mean, yeah, it happens at different rates, but I, I'm pretty sure it would be he would start getting sick within 24 hours. Because um, I'm remembering the guy um, from, was his name Jim in season mm-hmm. one? 
I'm pretty sure it was within 24 hours that he started showing signs of the sickness, you know, the fever and all of that. And, you know, Carl is starting to, you know, get lethargic and yeah, he's looking a little pasty. Yeah. So, so I think it's been 24 hours. Let me propose a theory to you though. And it's totally wrong. And this is probably just based on the hope of survival. (laughs) Like I'm, putting through scenarios through my head is what happens if now that the zombies have decayed so much and the virus is basically not as potent as it was through the bite. And also everybody has the virus now in them. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that the antibodies of everybody who's been surviving can basically start to confront and battle the disease themselves. What happens if it's a self immunity through time? I don't think there's been enough time. It's been quite a few years in this universe. Maybe three. Three, four? Based on Judith's age. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You got to base it on her age. But then Carl, there was a year before she, she was, how far along was she? Pregnant wise. So let's just say three and a half for, for fun, but that's a long time. And, you know, you see all the bodies are decaying so rapidly now that in another couple of years, there won't be any zombies left except for the fresh ones, you know? See, this is where we need to have our infectious disease specialist on here. So we can ask about this. (laughs) What? You forgot to book them? Yeah. (laughs) So this is how desperate I am in my mind to save Carl, that Carl, his body will actually be able to fend off because the zombie didn't break, didn't cut through the t-shirt. It's just a bite. No saliva got in there. And, Mm -hmm. and, and then he's got, he's got an, he's got what um, Gabriel's got, which is just reacting to the guts of all the, shit that he fell into and so he's just got a fever and he'll break through it and you're like nope he's dead (laughs) he's dead yeah (laughs) he's dead and you know uh, another another complaint about the show um you you know if you're confused about a lot of these things and then you watch the talking dead and they tell you the answer yeah, he's the, he said that it'll play out the way bites play out. Yeah, and it, it shouldn't. But to me, that then I'm like, aha, he's going to live. <laughs> well, when has that ever happened? You know, yeah. and well, except when they've buff a limb. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the only time that ever happens. But he had two shirts on. He had a T-shirt and an upper shirt. <laughs> a T-shirt is not armor. <laughs> no, and then he had another shirt on top of it. Uh-uh. But, but it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad watching good. that first episode. Yeah. 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 You ready for Carl but to go bye-bye? At, at least they didn't kill Jerry. You ready for Jerry, Jerry to go bye-bye? No. <laughs> no, that's the thing. If Jerry dies, I riot. So. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so Carl can go. Rick can go. Negan can go. Jerry's got to stay. And there you have it, folks. Jerry's got to stay. Jerry will be the last survivor. 
in the zombie apocalypse on The Walking Dead. And he will stand there with his machete overlooking the bluff. Although it was destroyed. So, yeah, the, the, the red machete will be the only survivor. <laughs> the red machete and Jerry. <laughs> oh, gosh. So for me, I think this season for me was interesting because I felt the characters were in jeopardy. We could lose, we could lose them at any moment. We haven't lost Mm -hmm. anybody except for Eric, right? And some other, we've lost some other characters, but we never really got attached to them. um, Right, right. As much as we have our main crew, like, yeah, there are some other faces we lost, but Eric would probably be the one that, was the closest to you know like provoking emotion mm-hmm. um but they except for carl i guess carl's going out so uh you know i think we need to have a mass slaughter in the next in the next eight episodes or whatever people. yeah we need to tighten up the cast not that i want anybody to go but <laughs> yeah, they, could, they could save some money that way if they got rid of some of those people who've been there a long time and <laughs> See, we're looking at the practical stuff. I mean, we can, in the, in the, in the books, you know, you're not paying the actors. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. I guess I, I do like where they've taken Negan this first eight episodes. Um, Cause he's a little, he's just become a little more complex. He's a little more badass. He's a little more scared. Uh, he's a little more, he's a good avis. He's a good villain to Rick. Like the, it's the con Captain Kirk moment you know they're both intelligent men and they're trying to outwit each other which is great to see um so i'm glad that i'm not bored because you know me i've been screaming kill off negan and move on yeah um so i like i like what they did in these episodes because it it was not as simple as that in the complexity of the ebb and flow the characters not wanting to go along or making certain decisions uh, you know, it, it's, it's kind of back for me a little bit because the characters are doing things that they, they wouldn't do or morally challenge them mm-hmm. or haunt them. And so the complexity of the actor's motivations is there for some of the characters, which I enjoy. So for me, uh, the season has, has been a lot better than last season um for me probably just because of the pacing and that the characters are all moving forward you know what i mean in it you know like things are moving forward things are happening they're inching forward (laughs) i will admit that one episode of sitting around the table discussing what they're going to do next it was just like really (laughs) (laughs) yeah well yeah for for me It'll be interesting to see um, move the story forward now without Carl and how it is. Well, we've always known it's a different version of the same Walking Dead universe that's in the comics, but um, but now it's really, really different. And what's good, too, is Carl went out. Carl is going out by doing something that will benefit humanity in the future. He was trying to bring someone in who deserves to, to live as opposed to 
something happening in regards to Negan. So it'll be interesting to see how Rick responds to this because Rick can't use that anger to go after Negan even more. I don't think. Or to go after the new guy. (laughs) I don't think he'd even go after the new guy. I think it'll help him. I think it'll help center Rick a little bit on that. His son was willing to die for this guy to bring him in. Well, and you know, that Carl has, has, well, literally and figuratively grown up a lot too, because um, I I don't, was it season three or four where he just, you know, shot that kid or shot the kid. Yeah. 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 And he was just like, well, kill him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just kill him. Yeah. He's giving someone he doesn't know a chance. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's been a great arc for him. And I think that uh, we'll see, um, a little bit of a change in Rick because of that, because of a, the loss of his son, but more importantly, why, why he lost his son, I think will impact him. And it'll be interesting to see what Michonne and, and Rick do after, because it'll affect her too. Keep in mind how close she got to, yeah. to him too. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. She had a, she had a child before all of this too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Yeah. Yeah, she even made reference to that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. So are you, are you looking forward to coming back in February? <sighs> At least for a couple of episodes, <laughs> but yeah. I'm not, I'm not as excited about it as you are, but I'll give it a chance. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not ready to totally toss it out the window yet. So, yeah. All right. We'll find out. We'll be back. (laughs) Yes. But I I am excited uh, about seeing Superstition again because they kind of left us on a cliffhanger. Um, And then then the show got moved to, uh, we'll see it. Thursdays at 11 o'clock. Be there. Yep. Um, Yeah. Let me say the... uh, the ride on these last seven is what is it? I can't even tell you how many episodes there are. Six, because six, they're all episodes. blending. They're all blending together. Yeah, we're yeah, working. We're work. I can't even begin to tell you how hard we're working on bringing this show to its season one finale. And I guarantee I, it's going to be crazy. Excellent. So, <laughs> yes. Excellent. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to have to watch it on Friday, though. Um, I have Star Wars tickets for um, Friday morning at 7 a.m. Nice. Because um, originally I had Thursday night, um, but then I had to, I, I sold those tickets to um, the, the person I usually go with. Um, you know, we've it's a tradition now that we go on the Thursday night show. And uh, because I was supposed to actually today uh, supposed to be having surgery today. And so it's like, well, there's no way I'm going to be in a movie theater two days later. And so then my surgery was rescheduled to the 21st. And so it's like, ah, I'll just get another, go to a different show. And that's what was available was Friday, 7 a.m. 
<laughs> I love their advertising campaign. They are so smart in today's world. Do not spoil this film. Oh, yeah, they're saying that? Yeah, all their TV ads are just like, don't spoil this moment. And then they'll show you the moment they're spoiling. <laughs> See, that's why I don't, I'm, I I watched, you know, a trailer a while back and then um, I'm, I'm not watching anything else. Oh, I have to watch a little bit. I just can't, I have to get excited <laughs> about it. And I know the moments they're showing you are much bigger than, than what you're seeing. So it's good to get that little taste <laughs> but it is an interesting campaign where they're like, do not spoil this film for others. So it'll be very mm -hmm. fascinating how long it's like the hand solo moment in the first movie. People were really, really good about not saying that he died on, on mass media, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so it'll be interesting how people report back what they thought of the film without saying anything about the film. Right. So, so when are you, you will, I'm going to try Friday. I'm going to, I don't have any tickets. So, uh -oh. well, I'm in a small, you know, I'm in a, I wouldn't say a small town, but I am in a, a little smaller town than a major city. So I okay. guess I'm holding out hope that I can just get them that morning or something. Yeah. Yeah. So at the, I got to see it this weekend at some point. Because I don't want to be spoiled, too. That's another right. thing. It's like, I got to get to the theater before somebody does say something. And say that, but yeah, you might overhear something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or somebody might say something that leads to a clue, like Princess Leah dies or something. You know, it's like, that would just piss me yeah. off, you know? Like, dang it, you know? I mean, yeah. in the, you know, it, or you know, Luke dies or, you know how they're going to handle that in this, in this film or the next film. I don't they know. said that she was fully shot out. Uh, for this film, and I think the, I, they said they're they're okay. So um, it makes me it scares me. <laughs> yeah, like okay. you know, okay, or this, or this, what happens to her in this movie? Regardless, I'll probably be crying a little bit because I miss okay. Carrie. Yeah, I think she has made a character that will not only. It, it, it's that character is becoming more powerful than she could have ever have imagined in mm -hmm. terms of what's going on in society. And it's, you know, it's just, it was a, just a great, it's one of the all time best female characters of cinema, really, if you yeah. think about it, yeah, you know, nice, yeah. strong, independent woman mm -hmm. who kicks ass. Yeah. <laughs> and she was that way in real life too. You know, she was that way in real life, you know, great woman. So I miss her, even though I barely, I didn't, I barely knew her. I didn't know her at all. I got to meet her once. <laughs> it's one more time than I met her. <laughs> well, with that. Uh, yes. Uh, you guys enjoy your movie this weekend uh, and watch Superstition on Thursday yes, night. Yes, please. Thank you. Thursday night's 11 o'clock. Yes. And until February, I guess until February, we'll see you then. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs>